Hello, Diary Riders. Wow, that was really, really good. Do that again. Go ahead. Do it. Hello, Diary Riders. Good. I like it. Welcome to the Diary of an International <laughs> Student. This is Kim. And this is AJ. Thank you so much for hanging around our what episode is this? This is episode five. Episode five. Yeah. So you're still listening to us, man. Thank you so much. <laughs> Make it sound like they're not supposed to listen to us. Please listen to us. Listen to us. Please. Review us. Rate us. All that good Fasar, stuff. Fasar, no pressure. <laughs> all, the, all the pressure. We talked about this. All, all the pressure. The pressure all the pressure. All of <laughs> But yes, welcome to Diary of an International Student. This is the podcast where we talk about the problematics related to being an international student in the United States. Mm-hmm. We talk about all of their struggles, all of their successes, the failures, all the experiences, uh, ideas, and topics related to international students and how they feel and how they act while they're in the U.S. All that good stuff, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I may not be an international student, but Cam is, and so we usually, I usually um, ask her questions, and she answers them to the best of her ability. Exactly. So you want to get into this episode five? Yes, but hold on. Oh, oh wait. What? Where can they find us? Oh. See, that's why I like you. That's why that's why you're here to check me. Check me. Because I, I, I'll forget. I'll be forgetting. But yeah, check me too. Mm-hmm. So um, you can find us um, on Instagram, actually. On Instagram at uh, DIS underscore pod. Yes. Mm-hmm. DIS underscore pod. <laughs> and where can they email us if they have any questions or anything they want to share or experiences? Info.dispodcast at gmail.com. Do that again one more time? Info.dispodcast at gmail.com all right so if you want to check us out there um we're on google Podcasts, right we're on stitcher we on spotify just just check us out excellently <laughs> and if you want to find out more about the links on what platforms we are available you can also check us out on our website dispod.net we on the website yes dispod.net yeah yes so you can see us and you can see our videographer olivier say hi olivier There you go. (laughs) There he is. All right, so let's get into episode five, shall we? We shall. All right, cool. All right, so for episode five on Diary of an International Student, you know what the topic's going to be today? Well, no, I don't know what it is going to be today. You don't? No. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, today we're going to talk about education. Education. Okay. Yes. That mm-hmm. sounds interesting. I like it. And how it is different for you, uh, where, where your origin, origin country is from, wherever you're from, versus when you came here. So let's talk about that a little bit. Shall we? Shall we? Let's go into it. Let's go First into question. it. First question. Yes. Uh, hey, you like education? I like education, yes. Do you think it's important? It's very important. Especially for an international student, maybe? Yes. Okay. Why is that? Well, you can't... Education is very important because it provides you with knowledge. It does. Generally speaking. Of course. So we're not focusing only at a college level. We're talking about education in general. So it provides you with knowledge about life, about everything that you need to know for uh, surviving in life every day. For example, we go way back since the beginning of kindergarten. 
when you're in kindergarten, yes, you are mainly playing. It's playing time in kindergarten. You don't really have homework, but you still are learning something by going to school every day. And that is, you're going, you're learning how to live and go and work and share things with other people. They are、mm-hmm. different from you, different people in general, regardless of the race, gender. Background and so on, which is very very important.、Mm. It's your first step toward the real world, real world outside、yeah. of the family. So then, when you come to the point of how it's different or how it's important for just international students and excuse me, international students in general, what do you think? I think it's very important for international student because an international education. So hence, here in the United States. That's what I mean to say, international, because for us it's、yeah. international.、Mm-hmm. You get to be in touch with a different world, different culture, different atmosphere. You push yourself out outside of the comfort zone, and that is very important.、Mm. Studying in a different country it helps you to think outside of the box. That's how the smallest step can actually be done to create the biggest change. If you think about it, we actually have the greatest innovators are the ones that think outside the box or are able to think from a different point of view, not necessarily completely outside the box. I think that's how Reese's cups were made. Because <laughs> someone thought outside. The- what? What? I think. I think I'm kind of not made, saying. You made. <laughs> you made a good point.、Mm-hmm. But it is fundamental. And if you think about it, amongst the biggest innovators, there are. International students or people who were did not originally belong、mm-hmm. f- uh, to the United States. For example, the founder of Uber, he was not American. I can't、oh. remember what country it was from, but he was not American.、Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of companies that were created by foreign or, more specifically, some from international students. I've heard that there was one platform which I believe it's called Zoho. Was actually not. It wasn't Zoho. There was one platform that was called Slack, I think. Slack, okay. That that I think was founded by international students. You think? Okay, so you're not sure. I'm not sure.、Okay. I recall somebody telling me so, so I'm not sure. I will have to do、yeah. some research. But yes, you know,、uh, education is very important, specifically for international student into、mm-hmm. study abroad because of this,、mm-hmm. because it helps you to. What's your your comfort zone? It helps you to adapt yourself in different situation. It helps you to think outside the box. It helps you to contribute to change. Okay, well, what when you first came and you started taking all these all these college classes? Because I know you were here before your college career. Yeah. But for your college career, let's talk about that first. So the International School of Language. Uh, not the International School of Language. When you came came to your alma mater school. Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. For that time, what was the first thing you saw that was vastly different? Not little differences, just vastly different than your, than what you knew to be your experience with other people that took college, back where you came from. So, where I come from, college or university, is very different. Is much more individual. Indi- Individualized is much more individualized.、Mm-hmm. 
there is no group projects. Not in all classes, not for every major attendance is mandatory. And also, there are no homework. There are no assignments. You go to class, you attend class, you listen to it. <laughs> AJ's reaction is like... I'm listening. Go ahead. <laughs> he turned around for a second. That's... Mm, mm. Go ahead. I'm listening. No, <laughs> hom- no homework, huh? So what? Okay, go. Go. I'm shutting up. There are exams for which you have to study and prepare for. And some um, students decide not to go to class. Decide just to go on and take the test mm-hmm. during the exam, the session for the exams. Mm-hmm. And they study by themselves. So as I said, it's much different. So when I went... When I arrived to my alma mater, I was actually very happy to know that it was a very similar system to high school in a certain sense. Hmm. You have a professor with a classroom. You have you, attendance is mandatory. You take attendance. Okay. And there are assignments almost every, every week. I think that, that that was for me the best experience, the best way to face a advanced level of education, so okay, college, mm-hmm. undergrad and grad. I am I believe in being guided and I believe in I I believe that I would probably I would probably been lost when it comes to going to school or like college back in my country. Okay, so you really appreciate that that uh, connection with that professor, being in the class, yes. talking with them directly, and not having to worry about learning things mostly mostly on your own? Because that's what it seems like you're saying. Yeah. It seems, it, correct me if I'm wrong. You're, you're not, you're not wrong. That that's how, like, as I said, it's much more individualized. Is that just in Italy? And there were no team projects. I am not sure if it's not, if it's only Italy. I want to say that I did hear a couple of countries that uh, said that there are more, much more individualist, individualized system in Europe comparing to the United States. Mm-hmm. And I see for as much as I understand why the system in my country is in this way rather than the United States, I do think that both sides can actually learn, like both education system when it comes to colleges can actually learn from each other. Okay. I'm going to give one example of, of each Okay, so I do agree that you need to be a little bit more independent in in college, just like in Italy, but I do agree that you still need team projects and be some sort of guided in colleges, just like we do in the United States. Mm -hmm. I also know that extracurriculum activities, such as clubs, sports, or being part of an organization, for example, Residence Life, are recognized in the United States to be part of a job experience or they can be part, they are recognized to have a certain importance. Right. However, in Italy, they're not. They're just extra things that you do in your spare time. time. And I think that's something that Italy could learn from it because they don't see the potential of what it could mean to value it as a work experience. As in, 
when you are part of an organization and say you run for something like treasurer, you are the treasurer of your organization, it doesn't mean that it's nothing. You are basically managing the finances of the organization. And there is that means working with Excel sheet, make sure that everything comes back to like, you know, to a regular point. There is nothing going going on that it's like iffy. You have a responsibility and that is the responsibility of, for example, an accountant in a real life world. So sure. for somebody who steps out of college for the first time and doesn't have accountant experience, but they can actually show the treasury experience that they have. That is still experience that account in the resume. And that's something that happens in the United States, whereas in Italy, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. There is no such organization where I'm treasurer and it counts as experience. Yes, you can put it as an extracurriculum activity, but I like it the way it's recognized to be over here. But also when you are in residence life, when you are in RNRA, you plan events, you have to take care of promotion, you are responsible for conflict resolution, public safety. There is so much more that comes with a position. It is a job and people don't realize it. Mm -hmm. So this is all what um, Italy or or Italian colleges can learn from US colleges. What about the other way around? When it comes to USA colleges, I think that they can let a little bit more of an independence. So when it comes to Italia, it's much more individualized. Okay. They give more responsibility. I do think attendance should be mandatory when it comes to Italy. But I still hmm. think that they should carry some sort of like in the United States, they could create somehow much more independence, if that makes sense. Because um, I have the feeling that working so much in team projects, yes, you're creating a team, teamwork in the environment. But what about the sing, single person, the individual person, when it comes to... That's called test. <laughs> <laughs> Finals. Yes, but I'm talking about... I know what you mean. You know, like yeah. getting more individualized. That's my perception of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have s- some friends that are in Europe, and a lot of them... Whenever they get to the point where they have these, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to really call them. They they call them a certain thing, but it's basically a huge test or a huge paper or something where they have to, uh, I guess, research a topic and then present the topic and then have to make write a whole paper about it. Um, dissertation. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes. Dissert- dissertation, and they freak out about it, or they did when they were in college. They freaked out about it all the time. And we're stressed out, saying, "Oh man, I gotta do this in ten days. How am I gonna? Oh man, I've been I slacked off, and now I have to write this whole fifty-page energy whatever. drinks. <laughs> that's how you do it. Energy drinks. Can you explain what a dissertation uh, is, or and how that's different than, say, a final paper in the U.S. schools? Hmm. I am not an expert into that. Into what? Into college dissertation. Oh, okay, right. Are they um, into a scientific field? It's different types of fields, I think. So are you talking about more of a thesis? Sure. Well, I mean, we know what a thesis is here, but I guess that's what it probably is, isn't it? It's a thesis paper? Yeah. Okay. That's what I think it does. But it, but it takes a whole semester to oh, do it. Oh, it takes more than a semester, and mm. a couple of semesters. It's 
connected to actual research that you do.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes, most of the time, is、uh, times is actually applied to a pragmatical experience.、Mm-hmm. I know somebody who was an engineer and studied engineer when engineering when it, when they went to college in in my country, and this person when. To a different country, like it was studying in Italy. This person was studying in Italy, but they went to for a period of time. They went abroad in a different country in Europe to work on the project they were working on for the thesis,、mm-hmm. and they had to report everything about it. Make sure they wrote the report and so on, and that basically what the thesis was. And、okay. as a result, and we're talking about. This tall, it's probably what three hundred pages. Yeah, sure. Yeah, three hundred pages. Yes,、mm-hmm. the thesis. I helped this person for a part, a graphic part of the thesis back in my、uh, country, and it was that tall. So it was a three hundred pages. Ooh, yeah. Couldn't do it. Can't do it. Nope. Nope. Could you do it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he, he did it.、I、he did it. it. I can't do it. But. Kudos to anyone that has to do all that. So then,、um, can you explain a little, a little bit more, just a little bit about what you really mean by、uh, having that sense of individualism and freedom when it comes to college? I admire the United States for pushing and having thin projects.、Mm-hmm. For example, sometimes I do think that there is too many team projects going on. What? Did you ever say what your major was? No,、um, I, my major was public relations. Okay, but then in, in public relations, then that is a lot of group projects because it's public relations. It's all about connecting with different people and marketing and stuff, right? Yes. So, but there will be times where you're gonna you're going to be finding yourself to be by yourself. Basically, you、uh-huh. will have a lot of responsibility to handle, and you cannot delegate. Sounds like you just don't like group projects. <laughs> I do like group projects. I admire、mm-hmm. that,、okay. and I think it's important. And as I said, it's one of those things that I think that Europe, if not Italy, can actually learn or take from the United States、okay. when、um, things to apply to、um, the education system.、Mm-hmm. But I also the United States should probably take a look on how much more individualized Italy is,、mm-hmm. and see if they can apply that a little bit, just a tiny bit more. To the edu- to their own education system, and again, as you said, my major was public relations, communications, and so on. So I'm looking this from my major. If、mm-hmm. that makes sense, maybe I cannot generalize for everyone. For everyone. Well, for my major, which was、uh, basically music and sound recording and technology, microphones and whatever,、um, it was not as many group projects for me. At least for my master's degree, it was a lot more of.、Um, Me having to dissect different types of music, from music notes, from music sheet notes and stuff, which was this is hard. <laughs> and if there were any group projects, it was just me and one other person that had to come together and figure something out. But、um, I would say that, at least in my experience, there is definitely individualism, especially when it comes to that final project or your midterm project that you had to do.、Uh, With communication arts, because I was communication arts major for my bachelor's degree, 
And even though there are a lot of group projects, there are people times where you have to go do something on your own. Go ahead. I think in Italy they might have to. In Italy, the way I see it, and from things I hear, they are too much individualized. Oh, oh, okay. That's okay. what I'm I saying. I didn't get that. Okay. Both countries can learn something from, from, from each, each other. other. Yes. Italy can learn something from the United States when it comes to team projects, mm-hmm. how to become a little less individualized. And then U.S. vice versa. Exactly. Okay, I understand that now. Thank you for clearing that up. There is something else I forgot to mention about the education system yes. back in Italy, and that is, from what I've heard, at least, I am not an expert in the education system, mm-hmm. but you can actually, in some institutions if not a majority, you can actually reject a grade of a test, of an exam. I know it's weird. Which has uh-huh. a pro and a cons. The pro is that, you know, you can take it again and do better. So if you're taking, if you're getting a C and you don't like, uh-huh. you don't like that, you can retake it again. However, mm-hmm. the problem of, the, of rejecting a vote is that there is a risk that you're going to fall behind in schedule. So you're gonna have why you take to keep taking other exams. You still have this exam to take mm-hmm. one more time, and you are not always able to take it right away. You have to wait for the next session of exams. So what you're telling me is it's a mess. You can no, you can take a test, and then if you do a bad, if you get a bad grade on that test, you can look at the teacher, look at the test, look back at the teacher, and go. Nah, nah, I don't like it. Chances are that, okay, so if you don't pass, you have to retake it, I think it does. Well, yes. But when it comes to, you know, C's and, like, grades that, like, that can still make you pass, but if you don't like them, then, yes, you can reject them. I think it's very nice of the professor. Also, the fact that it's called you can vote to not like it. Or you can you can vote to not have that grade Yeah, but, like, anything. there are so many... I've heard of people... Going what it's called fuori corso, out of course, as in like falling behind of classes mm-hmm. because they have rejected that exam grade so many times because they wanted to get it right. Wow. That means that, that you got away late. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. That's just, this is new to me. I can't even imagine doing that. But okay. Well, I guess, I guess, if you were. It's similar to. Not doing well on the test and then having to retake a class over and over again. If that's what you're talking about? Is that what you mean? Mm, not necessarily. You don't redo the whole class. You just retake mm-hmm. that exam of that class. I think, I think that's pretty generous. It does. To me. I've, I understand the con of you you're, you're fall behind. I mean, sometimes, to be honest with you, sometimes I find myself in a situation where I think, yes, I would love to be able to retake it again. <laughs> not going to lie. A lot of people do. Yes. But also, I think, do I really want to risk to go out of, cl- like, falling behind classes mm-hmm. if that were, were to be an option? Do I really want to fall behind classes? So only do it if you really, really need to do it. That's my suggestion. But, you know, there are some people, okay. I understand why. You know, you want to have a very good uh, GPA, mm-hmm. you know, a good, okay. great average. So then let's go ahead and talk about the teaching styles. Because um, you said that high school for you is similar to U- U.S. college. As I said before, the 
experience or the educational system of colleges in Italy is mm-hmm. much more individualized. Mm-hmm. There is not yeah. there there is one professor for one class. However, attendance are not mandatory. There is not assignments. You go to class if you want to for some classes. Mm-hmm. For some, you know, majors institutions, it really depends also on like on the situation itself. Okay. But if um, often uh, attendance is not mandatory. Mm. And you just go ahead and take the test. So that's why I say it's much more similar to a high school system, especially to Italy. Mm. And I compare it to Italy because I've never been to a high school in the United States. Well, I think high school in the United States is somewhat different, not in terms of the individualism. Uh, well, yes, kind of individualism. It's more, it's more so, I guess, when I'm, when I'm looking at it from my perspective of high school, um, college is different is that it does give you a lot more freedom and individualism compared to high school because with high That's school with high school it's that you have to be in there all the time for me when it was when I was in college it wasn't mandatory to go to to, to go to class all the time so people, people would cut class all the time and teach and professors wouldn't care in high school you know it gets the whole school involved at sometimes depending on what high school you go to and then in that regard, you have to also go to each class and make sure you're on time for each separate class. And the classes are one right after the other in a one whole school day. It's never you go here and then you take a break unless you have you know breaks in between your periods. So that's why it's interesting, Judy, for you to say that college is a lot less individualized. That's that, interesting. That's, that's I'm coming from it, that's, from my point of view. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is actually – you want to compare high school as well? It's Sure, different. let's compare high schools. It's different when it comes to um, America, whereas this is going to sound very weird for you. I know that already. Because okay. for many people. I'm ready. Go ahead. Because <laughs> many people thought it was actually weird. Okay. Somebody, the way it works in high school in Italy, you have the same classroom where you stay in. So you do have classmates, the same classmates for every subject that you take. Okay. Professor actually switch classes. is not you going left or right. So you stay in one room. Yes. And teachers go in and out. And exactly. That. Hmm. It's no, like it's not, that's not that weird to me. Okay. So no, because not, many people are telling me, "Oh my, that's that's so weird." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I grew. I went through high school with the same classmates for five years. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Uh, high school is five years in uh, in Italy. So you just stay in one room all day while teachers just go. We do have <laughs> breaks. I think that for us was two breaks. Okay, lucky we just Actually, got one break. Honestly, but. hold on, I'm going by memory. By the way, if anyone of my high school <laughs> <laughs> classmates is listening, I just want to say hi, ciao, ciao, ragazzi. If anyone um, from my high school is listening, what are you doing? <laughs> oh come on, they're providing you with support. <laughs> Go ahead. So, as I was saying before. Long days were com- combined of, I think, seven hours of classes. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I think we had two breaks, 10 minutes each. In short days, which I think it was six hours instead, was actually uh, one break for 10 minutes. What are short days? Six hours of class instead of seven, seven or eight lose one okay okay no i'm just i'm gonna keep listening to you go ahead (laughs) and it happens that sometimes the same professor will teach 
these uh, different subjects. For mm-hmm. example, history, philosophy, they go together. They're never, they're, it's very hard for you to have a professor for history and not a professor for philosophy. Mm-hmm. It can also happen that you have one professor for physics and another professor for uh, mathematics, but you, also, you can also have the same professor for physics and mathematics and so on. Or Italian, and when we're talking about Italian, it's not the actual language, it's right. not the grammar, we're talking mm-hmm. about literature. Mm-hmm. There are different aspects of it. The same professor who, who teaches Italian, liter- Italian literature can also teach Latin as well. So it can happen that you have two hours with the same professor, and the way we did it in my school, the professor and the class, so we would decide, okay, so on this day, we have three hours together. What do you guys want to do? Do you want to do um, Italian literature for the first hour, and then we do Latin for the other two, or one hour and a half, and so on? We will try to like work it out um, together. So, because of how the, the system will work that in, in high school, mm-hmm. often we wouldn't say we have one hour Latin or one hour history and so on. We would say the professor's last name. Mm. So, for example, say we have three hours with Professor, I don't know, Rossi, for mm-hmm. example. Oh, we have, oh gosh, now we have three hours with Professor Rossi. Or we just say, oh, now we have three hours with Rossi. Is that a real name? No. Okay. That's the first name. Is, is Professor Rossi here? Is, are they <laughs> is, are they listening is, right now? <laughs> is Professor Rossi in the house? <laughs> <laughs> um, Professor quick, Rossi is a cashier. Okay, yes. Yes, quick side tangent thing real quick. Because um, that's something I'm really curious about. When you learned about history, what history did you learn about in high school? Did you learn about just your own? Or did you learn about other countries in Europe slash also countries I means also the united states like are, were there different types of history it starts it starts with the localized one so the local one so it starts from the ancient rome actually prehistory mm-hmm. how the earth you know I'm, yeah, I'm yeah all, all that all that world history okay so we you start prehistory so how the earth was started mm-hmm. and so on then when it comes to high school um, you start with that, and then you, as you move on, you focus more on how Italy was formed, and then like Europe and so on. How it's focused more on like Europe, well, but we do talk about other countries as well. Mm-hmm. So you do learn about the United States, for example, as well, because eventually you have to speak about World War One as well, or World War Two. The uh, twin towers and so on so mm-hmm. like you do uh, eventually move abroad but you it starts being localized basically mm-hmm. what, that was, was, it, was that a different history class or was that all one history class we it was only one history class that would go on throughout the five years of high school hmm. okay that's interesting because our at least for me i believe our history classes were split up because when it comes to learning about history in the u.s we tend to put ourselves up on a pedestal and therefore we, our like history is most important you know which is which is you know sorry i don't mean to cut you off it's okay sorry it, which is like i guess when you think about it in a particular way the u.s history for someone that grows up in the u.s is important but i also believe that learning about the rest of the world is just as important but that's just me 
I do think that every country has its own issue,、mm-hmm. and let's just try not to to go too much into like politics. I wasn't going to, <laughs> but、um, every country has its own issue, and when it comes to the to being in the in their own bubble, I think, and I'm talking about like coming from another country too.、Mm-hmm. I think. It's not only United States. I think we are. We have come to a situation where everyone thinks that oh, we are in our own bubble. We can, we're 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 good. We're good and so on. Then、mm-hmm. there, that's an issue that I think it's happening a little bit of everywhere. But、uh, when、mm-hmm. it comes to learning world history, yes, it's very important.、Mm-hmm. Hence, why in college, in some colleges, when it comes to teaching theology, they teach theology one on one. They start teaching you not only about、um, Catholicism, Christianism,、um, Catholics, Christians, Protestants, <laughs> all those guys. Hence, why in some school they teach like you know theology one on one, where they talk about Catholic, Protestant, and so on.、Mm-hmm. Uh, because in this way you learn about other cultures and so on about the world history, and when it comes to Italy, going back to the education system, yes, it's one history class, but everything will kind of go along with history class as well. So when it comes to literature, for example, when you learn about romanticism, you also learn about romanticism being. From, for example, one of the main origins was from France, and、mm-hmm. what was happening at that time, or the Machiavellianism. Oh wow! Machia- I'm not saying that word. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's from Niccolò Machiavelli. So、mm-hmm. Machiavelli. 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 I said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. There is actually a movement that comes from、uh, this historical figure、um, in Italy, and so on. It kind of everything goes along to it with it. Or when it comes to philosophy, what happened in and、um, during the Roman Empire or the Greek Empire or during this time at that time, when you learn about this philosophy, Socrates, Plato, and so on.、Mm-hmm. So it kind of goes along. It doesn't happen always at the same time. It's not synchronized,、mm-hmm. but it does record the history classes. Okay, I just wanted to go on that side tangent about what you guys see when it comes to history. Yeah, but, that's fine.、Um, um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is professors. Yes. You are an international student. Professors are a problem everywhere. If yes, <laughs> of course they, of course they are, but. For the international students we're talking about now, what were some of the issues that you may have faced when it comes to professors and them learning that you are not from the U.S. and you are from Italy? I believe we talked. We did. We talked. We talked a little bit about it, but now we can get more into it, if you will like. Well, granted, that I have learned, and I hope that everybody is listening to this. You can go to the greatest institution. Of the entire world, Which but that does not say、so、what. <laughs> Which is what? I don't know. <laughs> okay.、Uh, <laughs> okay. But that does not guarantee you that you are going to avoid a bad professor. Bad professors are everywhere. They are. 
you know, it is it just happens. Yeah, or it's true. It's either a bad professor or the bad chemistry within the professor and the student, or maybe a very early class, aka for you know we all know the seven thirty a.m. class. We've been there, right, AJ? I wanna. I wanna. I, I don't want to go back. Don't don't make me think about these things. Olivia. <laughs> Olivia, you know about the seven a.m. seven thirty a.m. class. <laughs> okay, he doesn't want to talk about it. Continuing. I don't know if on. he's laughing or crying right now. <laughs> it's, it's both. <laughs> All right. Well. It can also be the time of this the classes, as I was saying earlier. Because <laughs> if you have to go to class to class at seven thirty in the morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bless your well, soul. So, with uh, professors. Uh, I'm trying. Well, there was one particular instance with mm-hmm. that particular professor where he learned that I was a international student. Mm-hmm. The whole class did not, well, did not do well on the midterm. And he started complaining how he did not understand and so on because the midterm supposedly was so easy. So I, because I was the only one doing the work, I mm-hmm. was, well, I mean, I was the only, the only one participating in class, always sitting down on the first row, asking questions and so on. I said, I thought I can, he cannot tell me anything. After that, he said, you guys have not studied because of course I've showed you that I read the materials before every class. So I raised, I raised my hand and I said, what about me? You know I've studied the material every class, and you know I ask questions and I participate and so on. Right. And his words were, "Well, that's probably because you're a special case." Mm-hmm. You said it. Excuse me. Yes. Special what now? But. Huh? <laughs> I was so shocked. I didn't. Even, I wasn't even like. I, I turned around to my classmates and asked, "Did he really just say that?" <laughs> did, did anyone else uh, in, interact with you after that? They were like, huh? after class, they well, were trying to, to calm yeah. me down because I was kind of mad. <laughs> well, I, I bet you were. I would be mad too. But okay. But do, you, do, do you think that professors um, treating international students terribly or not properly is a huge problem? Um, not like, really. I mean, no? I got lucky. I mean, yeah, this is your opinion. So it's my opinion. I, I guess I got I got lucky. Okay. And I've always tried to build a professional relationship with my professors. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I still talk to them because they're like, you know, they're a guidance, we can say. And maybe a couple of them said, a couple of them said a couple of right things when it comes to, you know, English, for example. I remember one particular class, the professor said, you guys are making a lot of like grammar mistakes. And that's not only to me, like it was, she was saying in general. And the professor said, regardless if you are an international student or not, grammar mistakes are not acceptable, especially if you are a communications major. You cannot make them. That's true. That is true. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, they help me out with that too. Mm-hmm. So I I guess I got lucky. That was the only instance, the first incident that I had. Um, I don't think that there are, there. it's a big issue. That is probably because I didn't hear anything about it. 
but that doesn't mean it's not maybe an issue. Yeah. You know? No, the, that's fair. Just just because you don't know about something, it doesn't mean it's not an issue. That's fair. I just wanted to get your point of view about the about the topic. I but, mean, but I if you don't have anything, then that's I okay. do want to say something. If there sure. is any professor listening, I think that you can create such of a big impact on the students yes. in general, but also on international students. With that being say, said, I'm not telling you excuse them or excuse their English because they are, or the English grammar because they are not native English speaker. No, mm-hmm. help them to, you know, improve their English if they're, they're really struggling with it in a way that when they get out of college, they can have a much better English, if not perfect. But when it comes to the quite to the matter of inclusiveness, how do I make them feel included? Because that is the problem among many international students. They feel alone or because they don't feel they feel like they don't belong to the environment, they might tend to hang out more or spend time more with their own culture in classes on campus and so on, help them to connect outside of their own culture, help be a guidance for them, talk to them, even though it's just making an excuse. I want to talk to you about this assignment, uh, check with them, be a guidance. You can make such a big impact. It takes one person, one single step to make a huge change. Only you can prevent forest fires, professor. (laughs) (laughs) Just it takes one person to speak up. Okay, I'll stop. It's <laughs> <No>, okay. <laughs> um, but okay, uh, that's all I have for this particular part of the uh, episode. And we'll be right back with the next one, right? Yes. All right. And that's a wrap for episode five, y'all. Episode I, five. I like this one. This one's good. Yes. This one's good. What did you, what did you learn? Did you learn anything? Because I certainly did. I've learned that surprisingly the american college system is much more individualized comparing to a high school american high school system which mm. i thought it was weird really yeah oh i found it to be not i mean i guess it wasn't weird to me it's, it was just interesting i did like hearing about the uh how you particularly see college and how it's different from uh italy versus how it is from the u.s that was important to me i think and also how you think that it's actually less individualized in general. Yeah, that was interesting. And mm-hmm. I, I'm still surprised about the American the American high school being more, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was weird. But <laughs> yeah, I'm still wrapping my head around mm-hmm. it. But yes, so that was it for episode five. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to thank us. You. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Grazie mille. I just, I'm just going to say thank you in English because that's all I'm, I know. I'm not going to try it. Merci beaucoup. Buena, buena noches. Sure. <laughs> we what you want for me? Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll take. I'll take the good night. I'll take the good night. All right. So where can the diary writers follow us if they're not a diary writer yet? So they can find us on Instagram with dis underscore pod. Mm, dis underscore pod. That's good. Yes. And the email, which I'm assuming is, let me get this right. Let me get this right. Info dot dis podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Oh. Good job. Woo. I will give you a half five, but you're too far away. Mm. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. It worked out. You heard that? That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yes, so the Gmail, the um, Instagram, and 
they, you guys can also find us on our uh, website, which do you remember what the website is? Mm-hmm. It is um, D-I-S-P-O-D.net. Yes, D-I-S-P-O-D.net. Dispod.net. And oh. you can also, over there, you can find all the platform that we are available on, and which is Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. Stitcher. Spotify. Spotify. Everything. It's over there. Just mm-hmm. go there. And don't forget to give us a review and rate us five stars. You know, they're preferable. But set this, we're going to leave you with... Oh, wait, wait, wait. What? Where, do you, where can they find you? Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, mm-hmm. and I need to be found. Mm-hmm. So you guys can also find me on Instagram and Twitter with the handle Kim underscore Nitty. Kim underscore Nitty. All right. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram as A-J-X-A-C-E-X-S-O-U-L. So A-J-X-A-C-E-X-S-O-U-L. Yes. And that was it. Now we're going to leave you to the spectacular jingle of our fantastic friend, Nick Cool. Thank Thanks. you so much for this rocking jingle. Thanks, Nick. See you there, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.